Well, good afternoon and welcome to today's edition of Real People OC. I am delighted to be here in the studio with you today. And one of the events that's upcoming is the Bulletproof Conference in uh, Pasadena this weekend. And I don't know if you've heard about the Bulletproof Diet, but it's of particular interest to me. Last year, we covered the Weston A. Price Foundation when they came to Anaheim and talked about, well, basically their whole conference was focusing on fat and how our perception scientifically is changing from a low-fat diet to a quality high-fats diet, which is so crazy I can't even imagine. But there's some science behind this, and the Bulletproof Diet is one of those diets that basically says that we use high-quality fats to help the brain, help the body, help all sorts of health issues. And one of the things that they discuss is the importance of being in a ketotic state for a period of time. So it's very curious to me. It's something I'm researching and looking into. And so what this is called is the fourth annual biohacking conference. It starts tomorrow in Pasadena at the Pasadena Convention Center, and it's going to be from Friday through Sunday. So you can go into the conference and hear from all sorts of different individuals that are in this field and focusing on the more interesting fats that are healthier for us than the ones that you know, gave us heart disease. And the top guy for this, the inventor of Bulletproof Coffee is Dave Asprey. And I was delighted that he agreed to an interview, especially since he's such a busy guy. And so he's who we're going to talk to today. He's got a huge lineup. And so I'll go over some of that with you at the end of the show. And if you have interest, you can go to bulletproof.com slash conference and find out a little bit about the lineup of individuals that he has there this weekend. So now let me give you a little bit of background about Dave Asprey before we go into the interview. Dave Asprey is the founder of Bulletproof and the author of New York Times bestseller, The Bulletproof Diet. He is a silicone investor and technology entrepreneur who spent two decades and over $300,000 to hack his own biology. Through his work, Dave provides information, techniques, and keys to taking control of and improving your biochemistry, your body, and your mind. Basically, he's going to talk to us about what biohacking is. And I find that interesting. He's basically used himself as kind of like his own guinea pig. But initially, he weighed over 300 pounds, and he sort of set about to a quest to lose that weight. And he lost over 100 pounds without counting calories or excessive exercise and used a lot of different techniques to upgrade his brain, lift his IQ, he says, by 20 points and lower his own uh, biological age while learning how to sleep more efficiently and less time, less sleep, I guess. But he's going to talk to us a little bit about some of those tips and tricks that he has put together. And basically, he thinks that diet is the key to transforming him into a better individual. He says better husband and father. So gosh, maybe that might motivate some some people out there to make a better dinner. I don't know. But he's certainly an infinitely fascinating man. And you're starting to see these bulletproof coffee shops show up in places where uh, people are gathering to actually put butter in their coffee. And interestingly enough, here at our very own KUCI, we have a new show that's going to specifically address biohacking. 
Now that show is going to air on Thursday mornings at 8 o'clock and it's going to be brought to you by two new DJs to our public affairs block and they are going to get up early in the morning and teach you how to trick the body into being more healthy. I guess that's essentially what a biohack is. So listen in to my interview with Dave Asprey, inventor of Bulletproof Coffee. I hope you enjoy. Well, so welcome biohacker Dave Asprey to Real People OC. I don't think you realize how excited I am to have you on the radio with me. It is such a pleasure and an honor. Thank you, Kimberly. I'm excited to be on the phone with you too. Oh, well, that's so sweet. Well, so you don't know this little known secret about me, but I am an avid podcaster, but I only podcast at night when I'm trying to sleep or if I've accidentally woken up in the middle of the night. And you're one of my top favorites. So if I fall asleep during the interview, it's only because my mind is conditioned. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) But anyway, um, okay, so, well, I thought it was important because the Bulletproof Diet is you're the creator of the Bulletproof Diet, Bulletproof Coffee. A lot of people are finding out about this, but I was on a recent trip to D.C., and it was super funny. Everybody I'd have a conversation with, I was kind of like an old grandma. Every time somebody complained about this or complained about that, I said, well, you really need to try Bulletproof Coffee. And everybody looked at me like something was wrong with me. And I started to think, you know, maybe something is. And my 15-year-old son, by the end of the trip, I was there for 20 days. People were making so much fun of me. But the truth is, I had a lot of people looking into it. Because a lot of what people are doing for good health right now closely is mimicking a lot of the things that you have found out the hard way. So I was hoping you'd tell us a little bit about your story, how you came to this, and uh, why it's so good for people. I would love to. And the reason you have this experience in D.C. is that when you have the right nutrition, everything gets easier. Like You have more energy to do everything. So then things that used to feel like a burden are not a burden anymore, and it's kind of liberating. And that's why kale versus butter, like, come on. You're never going to feel like everything is easy if you eat raw kale every meal a day. It's actually not something that's going to give you energy. Right, right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I I loved butter for such a long time, and I am delighting in the fact that with a few modifications of doing butter the right way, the grass-fed butter, that it's something that can be enjoyed guilt-free now. It it was a big thing for me to understand this, and I tend to be a self-experimenter. I'm also, by background, a computer hacker. I was the first person to sell anything over the Internet. I sold a T-shirt out of my dorm room in the early 90s, and I was featured in all these magazines as a, as a very young man uh, for selling over this new thing that no one had ever heard of. Uh, at the time, we didn't have the words e-commerce. No one had thought of that yet. And ever since then, I've worked in Silicon Valley. I made $6 million when I was 26. I lost it when I was 28. But I hit 300 pounds, and I started having problems remembering things problems focusing and my brain was going away and I felt truly awful and I got desperate I I went to doctors and they really didn't have anything to tell me other than maybe you should try to lose weight I'm like wasn't exercising six days a week an hour and a half a day and cutting my calories to about 1800 calories and eating a low-fat diet enough and I went through this phase where it's like it's because I'm weak I didn't try hard enough if only I could exercise more if only I could eat less and what a cruel lie that exercise more and eat less actually was it turns out having not enough energy is something that can make you fat 
So my body was taking energy and partitioning it into fat instead of burning it for energy because there were biological things going on. And I was over-exercising, which was increasing my cortisol levels. And I basically was breaking my biology even more while flogging myself for not being strong enough to do even more of this. And it just makes me mad that I was told that story and I believed it. It's such an, started... such an important message to share because I think so many people are experiencing this sort of uh, self-flagellation that you were experiencing at the time. It, it's even worse for women. And my wife is a, a Karolinska Medical School trained physician from Sweden. And we co-wrote a book on fertility. In fact, it was the first book that I wrote. And it, it's even rougher for a woman to be overtrained because women's hormones are more sensitive than and men's hormones to excessive exercise. So exercise is good for you. That doesn't mean that you should run a marathon every week. <laughs> like, dose matters. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear you say that. <laughs> Coming from somebody uh, who does not want to run. Yeah, I, I will tell you, eating giant bowls of kale and running long distances don't make you a better person. They don't make you a bad person either. But they aren't a panacea. And, and it's almost like, oh, you know, sure, do you want to eat leafy greens? Yes. Do you want to move your body? Yes. But man, it doesn't mean that that should be all you do or that you should become addicted to exercise-induced opiates like some people are. And I went through all this stuff and, and I, I just felt betrayed. I, I still to this day have stretch marks when I weigh 300 pounds. I'm close to 200 pounds. I'm probably around 220. I've put on some muscle recently uh, in preparation for the, the Bulletproof Conference uh, coming up in another week or so in Pasadena. And I always like to, to look like I'm in shape, so I, I spent an extra 25 minutes over the last couple of weeks doing exercises <laughs> to make muscles appear. That's adorable. <laughs> that really is. Uh, i got to be stage ready. Yes, you do. You're, you're not going to take uh, your shirt off in front of everybody, are you? No, I'm, I'm 43. I'm a dad. And, like, I, I, the New York Times called me almost muscular. <laughs> like, that's Love perfect. it. <laughs> uh, and that's actually where you want to be. If you want to live the longest, and my, my goal is living 180, uh, I'm doing everything I can to make that happen, whether it happens or not. I'm not sure. But you don't want to be excessively muscular or excessively lean or excessively fat. It's that Goldilocks zone that you want to be. So I, I'm pretty happy with how I look, given that I used to be kind of a, a fat computer hacker stereotype. Uh, I'm not that anymore, and I'm grateful for it. But the way I got here, the way the, the Bulletproof Diet got inspired I've run an anti-aging nonprofit group for almost 15 years. It's called the Silicon Valley Health Institute. And the group itself has been running since 1993, bringing in experts on aging and wellness and human performance every month to give a live talk. So I've learned from hundreds of these amazing researchers and physicians. And then I decided after I lost my uh, $6 million that I would go – to Nepal and Tibet, and I would learn meditation from the masters. And uh, I also went climbing in the Andes and decided I needed to learn some very old things because a lot of medicine wasn't working the way it was supposed to work for me. And when I was in Tibet, I was at Mount Kailash, which is an amazing mountain that no one's ever climbed because in the Hindu religion and the Buddhist religion, this mountain is where the gods live. So every summer, hundreds of thousands of people do a pilgrimage and walk 26 miles on a rough trail that goes up to about 18,000 feet in elevation. I was there after the season. So it was 10 degrees below zero. 
water is freezing in my water bottles. I'm trying to drink it. It's pretty miserable. And you expect to feel horrible at altitude. And I stumbled into a mud hut and this Tibetan woman half as tall as me gives me a little bowl of yak butter tea and I drank it and something happened in my brain and I woke up and I felt really good. In fact, better than I've ever felt at altitude. And I remember thinking, how is this possible? And then I just kept drinking it and I kept feeling better and better. When I came back to the States, I decided to try and replicate the recipe. And and after thousands of iterations of realizing grass-fed butter matters, it matters greatly. Regular butter doesn't work. Coffee works better than tea, but coffee with uh, some coffee basically didn't work because the coffee had mold toxins in it. And then I added things from the anti-aging field. The brain octane oil comes straight out of research on the benefits of coconut oil, but brain octane is much stronger than coconut oil. So eventually I did this and I put it on my blog. When the Bulletproof blog started about five years ago, I was a vice president for a big company responsible for global evangelism of of computer security software. Boring job, stable paycheck, stock options, I'm comfortable. And I started a blog for myself saying, look, if I was if I was 18 and someone had told me what I know now, I would not have suffered. I wouldn't have stretch marks. I wouldn't have had all the knee pain and knee surgeries. Like I've struggled a lot. And I spent at this point almost a million dollars on upgrading my own biology. All of that was unnecessary. It was lack of knowledge and lack of sorting through all of the the disinformation that's out there. So I, I thought maybe if five people read this blog, it'll change their brains, it'll change their lives, it'll make everything easier, and I'll have done a, a great service. I didn't know that I'd be reaching 10 million people a month. That, that blows me away. It's, it's a huge impact that you're having. Have you, have you ever heard of the Weston A. Price Foundation? Oh, I, I cited the research a lot in my first book on fertility. I didn't mention, by the way, my wife was infertile when I met her, and we used biohacking to make her fertile again, and she runs a fertility coaching practice online today based on that. And Weston A. Price's research about grass-fed, it was, they were the ones who helped me understand why I, I, about 25 kinds of butter at the store to test which butter would give me the best copy of yak butter tea. And the only two that worked were both grass-fed, and that led me to Weston A. Price. Uh, it's so interesting. I did a multi-part series on their organization last year when their convention was out here in Orange County. And it's one of the things that led me to you, frankly, was because of the commonalities in what you're telling people and, and certainly what they've come to know through time and through studying indigenous people. So there's so much information out there. And you certainly struck a nerve that is, well, let me just give you an example. I'll show you a little micro example. I told my mom about Weston A. Price years ago, and I've, I've suffered from weight, but I was always a skinny person. So the, the weight coming on is really peculiar to me because I'm seeing my peers, they aren't having the issues with weight. So it's caused me to really focus on what this could be. And um, I told my mom I was going to start drinking butter coffee, and she flipped out. I mean, she was <laughs> angry with me. And, um, and her paradigm is the low fat, no fat paradigm. That's what she, you know, what she came into understanding when she was trying to focus on, you know, healthy living. And there's a whole generation of people that have been fed these, uh, this information to un- not only what you're doing is undoing bad learning, but you're having to reintroduce, you know, information that people are so resistant to take in because it's the exact opposite of what they've been told. Let's talk a little bit about that phenomenon. Uh, I might be the perfect person for this job because 
everything I've ever done in Silicon Valley was with disruptive technology. And I had a, I lived in the crucible of, of disruptive technology and a disruptive technology is one that comes in and unseats the, the dominant power much more quickly than, than you would think. And in the first iteration of this, e-commerce and Amazon is basically unseating Walmart today. Like e-commerce has changed the world over the course of 20 years and cloud computing, which is something where I played a, a big role in the very, very early days of that. I was a, a co-founder of part of the company that held Google's very first server. And here we are 20 years later and Google's one of the largest companies on earth. And that's how disruption happens. And, and the disruptive idea there was that 10 small servers is better than one big supercomputer. And that one idea changed everything. Well, we're at that point now where it's time to disrupt big food. And the old paradigm was make it cheap and make it taste good. And that's what they've been doing. No one ever thought to say, how does it make you feel? And even the bulletproof coffee beans, the special process that we developed, the infrastructure that we put in in Colombia and in Guatemala it's not about making the world's best tasting coffee. I think my coffee tastes really good, but you can get coffee that tastes better. You just don't feel as good when you drink it. So what if how you felt was the most important thing? How much energy you had every day was the most important thing? Would you spend 10% more on food or even twice as much on food that made you feel like a great golden god all the time? To me, that feeling is priceless. And I eat grass-fed meat, I eat grass-fed butter, and I eat the highest quality food I can find, and I invest in it, and I feed it to my kids because it actually keeps me away from spending half a million dollars on hospital procedures when I'm 60. Like, it's just paying for it now or paying for it later. It's so true. And I would imagine that, do you do you feel in any way that putting this philosophy forth. I mean, obviously, the science is there to back it up. And you have supporters in this in this area, but there's so many detractors. What is it like dealing with them? Or are you just ignoring them and moving forward? Nonetheless, I, I actually love the detractors. There's this idea of a science troll. And, and a troll is someone online who just kind of likes to incite stuff. A science troll is usually someone who's bullied in high school. And they're still acting out that pattern. And what they do is they, they basically say, you're a bad person or some variant on a personal attack. And then they throw in some references that they just Googled to some sort of, of research that disagrees. And you find research that says anything you want. So all it is is a series of personal attacks with references to research. So it takes more time to refute them. So with those people, I welcome them. They come to the Facebook page, and we've got about a half a million Facebook followers and they come to the Facebook page, and I just call them out. I'm like, oh, you're a science troll. Welcome. Here's what we do with science trolls here. Uh, we all know what you're doing, and then we judge you. So you can either, like, ask about the science, and if I'm wrong or if there's disagreement or if there's uncertainty, like, please help me know. Help me do better. I will change what I, what I recommend as science comes out. But if you're going to you know, tell me that my motivations are wrong and that I'm a bad person and shame me for running a company that funds all this research – Basically, I can ban you in exactly a quarter second, and it took you 30 seconds to write the insult. I won. I spent less time than you did. So <laughs> I don't worry about it. And when I get the big guys, uh, one of my favorite of all in the USA Today recently, uh, there was a big article about Bulletproof, and they quoted the guy from Quackwatch. Quackwatch is a, a science trolling website, and the guy, who, the guy who runs that has attacked every one of the luminaries in functional medicine. The people I most respect and admire have all universally been attacked. And 10 years ago, I set an intention 
to be attacked by, by Quackwatch because it was a badge of honor. And in the USA Today, he actually rewarded me by bringing me up. I'm like, oh, I win. This is great. Now I, I'm not even a doctor. How can I be a quack? This is great. So anyway, I, I, I love, love the fact there are critics. This is how disruption happens. You keep talking about Bulletproof, guys. Tell me I'm a jerk. It doesn't matter. What I'm doing is helping people. And you can say whatever you want. Well, and I appreciate you going forth and using your own biology and your own positive and negative experience to share with individuals about how they might find health or better health than what they've been experiencing through through what you've learned. The whole concept of biohacking is so brilliant to me because it's it's really what the best of the Internet has is that we share what we know so we get there quicker. And uh, I guess that's what hacking is all about, really, isn't it? Hacking is all about figuring out that you can control a system without knowing everything about it. And the definition of biohacking, when I wrote it, was the art and science of changing the environment around you and inside of you so that you have control of your own biology. I, I felt like my body had betrayed me. Here it is, I'm, I'm exercising all the time, I'm eating foods that aren't even very appetizing because of going to make me a good person. I swear, I'm, I'm finally going to lose the weight. And then I'm tired all the time. And one day I just realized my body doesn't care what I want. <laughs> uh, my body listens to the world around me. It listens to my stress levels. I can hack my stress levels with technology. I can control the temperature. I can control the food. I can control the light. And my body responds very well to those variables, but not to me. So instead of just efforting and willing and trying and getting tired, Maybe I could just set myself up for success by setting my biology up for success. And the changes are so profound. And best of all, once you make the change in your environment, it's made. The, like the, the, the wheels are set in motion, and you don't have to do it all the time. So I spend less effort on this stuff now than I used to because I've built the world around me to make me strong. It's, 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 it's amazing. And I have to tell you, I'm an avid listener of Bulletproof Radio. I don't spend a lot of time on the computer, but that is, you know, that's where I, I guess my happy place is listening to podcasts. And I've learned so much from you, especially your willingness to interview other experts that have touched on this science and maybe haven't come to the same exact conclusions as you, but uh, are really studying medicine in support of what ultimately you found out kind of the quick way. One of them that seems to be an overriding message that you share is the ketogenic diet. Care to comment on that a little bit for our listeners? Absolutely. I have a copy of Robert Atkins, you know, the Atkins diet. Yes. His book, it came out the year I was born, uh, in 1972. <laughs> and I keep a copy of that on my shelf as a reminder that this knowledge has been around my entire life, but no one was sharing it effectively. And that's what drives a lot of my mission at Bulletproof. How do I, how do I help people absorb this incredibly complex body of knowledge? And the ketogenic diet back in the 70s actually wasn't that healthy for you because it included artificial sugars and artificial sweeteners that are shown to make you fat <laughs> and, and bad fats and things like that. But even then, you could get good results. And ketosis or the ketogenic diet is simply the idea that if you don't eat any sugar, you don't eat too much protein, your body after a few days, and you eat a lot of fat, your body after a few days will kick into the same thing that happens after you fast for several days where it starts to burn fat for fuel. And that when that happens, all sorts of beneficial things occur inside the body. Your brain turns on in a way that you're not used to. Your ability to lose fat goes way up and you have incredible energy and you need less sleep. 
Well, that's uh, that's a benefit. <laughs> it is a benefit, and it's not that you, you know you you can't sleep up. It's that when you wake up in the morning, you're like wow, I'm I'm refreshed and I slept an hour less. That's cool, but it's it's not like you're restricting your sleep, and the the idea of ketosis was controversial at this point. It's pretty well shown to work. But there are some important nuances. This is a very powerful biological state and one that we're clearly naturally adapted to. But if you put yourself in ketosis by having corn oil and uh, and soybean oil and vegetable oil instead of healthy, undamaged fats, over time you're going to have problems. And if you stay in ketosis all the time, for some percentage of the population, you'll feel great. For the rest of your life, I'll never touch sugar again. But for a lot of people, especially women, and in me also, if I am in ketosis without a break, I start to go downhill after a while. So the Bulletproof Diet is a low-toxin cyclical diet where, look, you need to have some ketones every day, but you don't have to have them all the time. And the way you get ketones is the brain octane oil that's a part of the Bulletproof Coffee ingredient list. It is a strange hack on coconut oil where we take about 5% of the fat found in normal coconut oil. And this 5% has a special power to make your body make ketones even if you're not fasting or you're not on an extreme diet. The, the incredible thing that happens when you have just a little bit of ketone in the body is that it shifts two hormones. And one of them is a hormone that makes you have food cravings. It's called ghrelin, and they call it the craving hormone. And the other one is the hormone that makes you feel full, and it's called CCK. So if you can get just a little bit of ketone in your daily, your, your daily food, suddenly your cravings go down and your fullness goes up. And that's why when people have Bulletproof coffee in the morning, at 10 a.m., someone sets the plate of bagels or pastries in front of you. And the normal biological response I always had as an obese man was, oh, that looks so good, I'm not going to have any because I'm a good person. And then I'd have this little voice in my head saying, eat the pastry, eat the pastry, eat the pastry. <laughs> it, it doesn't happen anymore. Like I, It's like, oh, like pastries. But I have no biological desire for the food, so I save my willpower to do something meaningful. And that's the real power of ketosis. It turns off cravings. Amazing. So, okay, I don't want to run out of time here, but I want to touch on fungus and mold, the coffee shop, and the conference before we close. Um, I was driving in downtown L.A., and I was it was on like a little dine around with friends. We were just kind of making stops to try the best of each little restaurant we could get to in the area. And it was late at night and we drove by in the art district and I saw out of the corner of my eye the Bulletproof Coffee Shop. And I screamed in the car and everyone was like, what's going on? And I go, oh, my God, there's the Bulletproof Coffee Shop. <laughs> anyway, um, what's your goal with this? Are you going to take over Starbucks or is that is that where we're headed with this experience and sharing the coffee with everybody? Well, there's no need to take over Starbucks. Uh, Starbucks brought uh, the, the idea that the, the coffee was not just something that came in a can that, that you would just make in your kitchen and that coffee is a social experience. The, the mission with the Bulletproof Coffee Shops is to have a couple of them in every major city. They're not there because I want to make money running coffee shops. That's actually a terrible way to make money. Coffee shops are really expensive to start. They're very hard to operate. There's lots of employees. But I know that for every person I reach with uh, the Bulletproof Radio, and we've got, we're, we're pushing almost 50 million downloads. So it, it, it's reached a lot of people, but they probably haven't all tried Bulletproof Coffee. And the reason Bulletproof Coffee is so successful is you drink it one time and it wakes you up in a way that is not something you would expect. And you quickly realize 
I will do whatever it takes to feel this way every day. And what it takes actually isn't drinking bulletproof coffee every morning, although that helps. What it takes is paying attention to the environment around you and setting your biology up for success. So bulletproof coffee is meant to be the gateway drug to biohacking and to show people this is how you're supposed to feel every day. You forgot, didn't you? And that's the mission. That's why I'm investing in these is to just let people go in and try it one time so then they can say, I didn't realize I was walking around in a fog. I will exercise. I will change my diet. I'll stop eating MSG and gluten. I'll do whatever it takes because I want to feel this good every day. Like That's why they're there. Yeah, brilliant. Well said. Um, so the conference is coming up, and we may not get a chance to talk about mold, but a huge component of um, of your research as a biohacker. Um, some I always just thought, before I listened to you, I always thought some of us were just more sensitized to it than others. I never in my wildest dreams could think of all of the uh, horrible effects of mold, even just, you know, casual mold. I'm not talking about black mold that we all know is dangerous in our homes, but um, just just any mold. (laughs) I've learned so much through listening to Bulletproof Radio about mold. So is that something that you're going to address at the conference? I always talk about mold. There's two big things that everyone listening should know about. One is that water damaged buildings, mold in your environment, mold you see, it is correlated with almost every horrible neurodegenerative disease you can think of. It does damage to 28% of us that is really severe. And for the rest of us, it just tilts the odds towards cancer and other diseases. So water damaged buildings are the biggest source of, I call it kryptonite, in, in the American life today. And people don't know it because they're chronically exposed. I wrote it, or I did a documentary called Moldy. It's at moldymovie.com where I interviewed a dozen doctors and a dozen people who lived with it. But the other thing about mold that's really important is that mold occurs in grains and in some foods. And coffee is one of the biggest sources of mold because most of the world put regulations about mold toxins in coffee and the U.S. didn't. So countries like Japan and, and continents like Europe will reject coffee that's too moldy for their population, and then they'll sell it in the U.S. Oh, and I have this I have on video, the president of the Specialty Coffee Association talking about this problem. It's real. And I test bulletproof coffee beans excessively because for everyone, certain mold toxins inhibit your body's ability to make energy. And the most precious thing you have is your energy. Oh, so true. So the Bulletproof Conference is coming up. That's coming up in the weekend of September 23rd through the 25th. And this is, uh, is this number seven now? Six or seven? This is only number four. Number four. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, so exciting. You have it in Pasadena because you, you don't live in the area. So um, what, what's the reason you come down here to LA? Is it because we're just a little more savvy down here? <laughs> I love Los Angeles. And I used to live in Northern California. I live on an organic farm in Canada on Vancouver Island. But when I look at ground zero for Bulletproof and where people are interested in just feeling great and, and looking good and all of that, it's definitely Los Angeles. It, it's the, the ground zero area for physical culture. Our first coffee shop is around the corner from the first gold gym. It just felt like it should go there and it's, it's working. Oh, well said. And so tell us a little bit about the conference and why you're excited to be coming back down here this year. Four years ago, 100 people showed up for the Bulletproof Conference to learn about hacking the human body. This year, we're expecting about 3,000 people. And almost 100 companies are bringing their stuff that 
attendees can see and touch and experience. So biohacking, taking a 12-year-old biology is a hands-on experience. So this is a conference where we bring in some of the leaders in the field to talk about uh, uh, the latest findings and to talk about what you can do to have control of your own biology. There will be uh, actually a lesson on stage about how to hug. <laughs> it turns out there's science <laughs> about oxytocin and hugging, and they have two of the world's experts in that coming to, to teach this. And these, these some of them are well-known authors and others aren't. Uh, but that kind of thing is there, and then the ability to play with all these toys. It's at bulletproofconference.com, and it's one of the most fun weekends of the year for me. Oh, very good, very good. And it seems like there's a, a lot of emphasis on stem cells this year. I'm really fascinated by that and happy to see so much coverage on that as well. Um, it's something you've played with, isn't it? Yeah, stem cells are one of those things that you're going to hear a lot more about over the next few years, especially if you're looking to live to be a lot older. I did a Facebook Live on my, my Dave Asprey Facebook page of the stem cell procedure. So I'm literally having big needles jabbed into my back while I'm talking on uh, on video, showing people what's going on. And I have the experts who did the work, but I, I regenerated old injuries with stem cells. And I had the leftover stem cells injected into my face, which have made me look much younger. And I had them injected into my brain so I could actually fix old brain stuff and probably make more new stuff. I'm the second person ever to have my own stem cells injected into my brain, uh, just basically prophylactically, just just to get stronger instead of because I was dying of some condition. And I'm not sure if it worked or not. I'll tell you in another year or two. I was just going to ask you, so with all the biohacking that you do, do you notice a huge increase in energy and focus and all of those things that we talk about losing in our 30s and wanting back in our 40s and 50s? I was old in my mid-20s. I bought disability insurance when I was 26. <laughs> I had arthritis when I was 14. I started attending anti-aging group meetings when I was 27 and I was the only person under 40 in the room. I have more energy than the 25 year olds who work for me at Bulletproof. I have the ability to focus all day long. I never drop a word. My memory is better. I am just overflowing with gratitude for the state of my energy and my cognitive function. I don't have musculoskeletal pain for the first time in my life. I can put my ankles behind my head and I don't even do yoga regularly anymore. Like, I can't believe that this is my body and my life. It's so cool. It, it's pretty remarkable. And I have to ask, I'd be remiss if I didn't. Do, are there any plans for a bulletproof coffee shop down in Orange County? Oh, yeah. How can I not do it? Oh, good. And right now I'm, I'm figuring out the funding model. If I wanted to put a bulletproof coffee shop or two in every major city, uh, even just sort of what they call the tier one cities, that's $100 million. Right. And I have no problem getting $100 million. I, I have venture capital investors, and I'm from Silicon Valley where we, we do it big or we go home. And I'm just not sure that that's the right way to do it. So over the next couple of years, you will see a, a substantial growth in the number of bulletproof coffee shops. And of course, OC, it's close to L.A., and there's so many people down there and so many bulletproof fans. So that, that's on the list and on the short list. Absolutely fabulous. Well, Dave Asprey, it's been a complete pleasure for me to have you on Real People OC. Uh, once again, for our listeners, that's bulletproofconference.com for the upcoming conference at the Pasadena Convention Center. It's probably going to be a very exciting weekend, and I'm excited. So thank you so much for sharing uh, your wisdom and 
and really more importantly, just sharing your experience in such an open way that you have with people. So um, I'm among, I, I kept a list of some of my favorite sayings that you said, like one of them being disaster pants and man boobs. <laughs> I like, I have so many funny ones that just make me laugh out loud. <laughs> Care to share any favorite ones as we close? <laughs> some bulletproof terms. You're going to have your own dictionary. Yeah, disaster soon. pants is, is my favorite one. When I first started this, I used to use a product called MCT oil, which is known for causing disaster pants. You can figure out what that is. And when I switched to the brain octane, the problem went away. <laughs> but for many years, everyone who drank bulletproof coffee was like, oh, yeah, I had a little too much. I got disaster pants today. <laughs> so that's probably my favorite bulletproof saying. It is. It's hilarious. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'm excited and uh, for the Bulletproof Conference. And um, mm-hmm. thank you so much for taking the time with us here today on Real People OC. Kimberly, it was a pleasure. Thanks for your work. Oh, very good.